0: Hey there advisors, Dan Smeda, welcome back to the podcast. Tonight we're going to look at prospecting, which frankly, sucks. (laughs) I was just looking through Investopedia on the pros and cons of becoming a financial advisor. And right up there, number two for the cons was continuous prospecting. It's hard, there's no denying it. Tonight, we're going to deal with a couple of commonly asked questions around prospecting. Number one, how do I get the leads? And the number two, how do I go about contacting those leads? That's our subject tonight. Hold tight. We're talking prospecting. All right. So let's start with the first question most advisors ask me in the Advisors Accelerator, which is focused right on prospecting and new client development. Number one question is, of course, how do I get leads? Well, there are actually three options. You got three options. One is you can get to them. Number two is you can get with them. Number three is you can get in front of them. We're going to break those down directly. Let's start with getting to your prospects, which is really about selling. In other words, You've got a name and or an email and or a number. Your job now is to get to them and to penetrate the defenses and the security that typically surround clients. That's harder than ever because more than ever, clients can hide behind technology. It's still possible to reach people via an email and a voicemail, but your messaging has to be excellent because they're getting a lot of voicemails and emails. And for your high net worth clients, they've probably got a level of human security, AKA an admin that's helping them weed out folks that potentially are wasting their time. So you can still find people And you can find the names you need to get to them if you either research hard enough or purchase the data you need to get the names, the contact numbers, the emails. And now it's about literally direct selling. So you can still find people to call or email if you research hard enough or if you purchase a database with contact info. An example of that would be business owners. They're trying to be visible just like you. So it's easier to either find or buy data on how to get a hold of them. But then you still have to get a hold of them and penetrate that layer of defense. And especially in the case of high net worth clients or business owners, they get more calls and emails than anyone, so you are in a competitive environment, but that's one of your options is getting to the people you want to be with if you're starting with a name or a number. Another option you have is getting in front of them. This is more of the marketing aspect. You're trying to create enough interest that people raise their hands or at least enough awareness that they let you in when you try to get to them. So some common examples for advisors include, of course, seminars, workshops, and speaking slots at meetings. How do you get people into your seminars and workshops? Well, your options again, are either to buy contact data, which costs money, or to advertise, which also costs money, or to attract people via referrals, which is, of course, awesome and also challenging. I deal with that in other podcasts but that's an option is can you raise awareness through events that you market another aspect of that is also sponsoring or contributing to causes that give you the opportunity to gather a little bit of pr or some mentions in other people's spaces great when you can present a check somewhere it's not for everyone but it is a tactic around getting in front of people. As always, spending money can be an accelerator, but you've got to execute if you're going to spend the money, be ready to execute. So there are two options, uh, getting to people, or getting in front of your new potential clients. Option three is simply getting with your potential prospects in life. What I mean by that is taking advantage of every opportunity in your life to be with the people that can eventually become your clients. If you have kids, join the PTA or coach some sports. If you like the outdoors, join the sportsman club and go to the meetings. If you're into something else, look for opportunities to join others in the pursuit. The Point is, in all of those cases, the questions inevitably come up. What do you do? And that's an opportunity for you to raise awareness and potentially generate interest and or referrals. Now, I know that's challenging for introverts, uh, specifically uh, challenging too because of the COVID, but there are still opportunities out there. In fact, advisors I work with are creating their own opportunities by hosting non-business events and social interactions, be it outdoors or online. Those are your three options, though. Either get to them with prospecting and selling, get in front of them with marketing, and or get with them through being active and proactive in the community your mix is going to be different. I do recommend a mix for advisors and a combination versus choosing one strategy over the other because it's prospecting. It's hard. You need to use every possible avenue. So there's your first question. How do I get leads? Let's move to the next question. How many times should I try to contact a lead or a new prospect? How long should I wait between tries? So, the goal here, of course, is to stay pleasantly persistent without tipping over into being pushy or salesy or, frankly, creepy. There is, of course, no hard and fast number for the n- amount of times you should contact a prospect in a certain time frame. There are a couple of principles, though, that you want to apply here, and they have a lot to do with love. If you follow my work, you know that I occasionally look through the lens of love, and we're going to do that here. Prospecting someone is like trying to date someone, or at least get them to go on a first date with you. And so a couple of principles here. The first is, you've got to prospect like you really care. I'll tell you the opposite of that. It's giving them a call and an email and then waiting a week, and then giving them another call and an email. That is such a cliche in terms of your time frame. It's so marketing and it's so telltale of the fact that you're just prospecting, you don't necessarily really care. The alternative there is to be relatively intense, like you actually want to go out with them. That will mean a flurry of touches, not a touch a week for a certain number of weeks. That's counterintuitive, but it's true. Prospecting is different than true marketing. Second, the more value you're bringing with your touches, the more you can touch a leader, or a prospect in a short time. As a matter of fact, most of your prospects would appreciate a thinking of you type of nugget if there's somewhat relevant value there or some use there. So the question then becomes, What can you give them? What nuggets can you drop at their door? What dead mice can you lay on them if you're the neighborhood cat that lets them know that you care? I'm sorry if I got too graphic with the uh, dead mouse analogy there. (laughs) So the question then, uh, or the answer to the question, how many touches, how much time? Well, you should wait less time than you think between touches and you should try a little bit harder than you might think but only if you're really adding value and not just trying to get a sales meeting it's a gifting strategy that triggers reciprocity again i talk about that in other podcasts finally i get the question a lot what works better than phone or email and i have two answers to that the first answer is you don't know and you have to proceed without assuming anything it varies it depends and thinking of one tool as primary and the others as secondary is a mistake unless you have hard data on your own prospecting efforts secondly it's an and not an or use the phone and the email together if i've found anything that works it's a combination of techniques versus a single technique. in other words Use a phone call and a voicemail to let them know you sent the email. Use an email to let them know you'll be calling. Use them in concert to increase the likelihood of contact and response. I like voicemails and emails that reference each other and work together to try to make that happen. Here's a side note, mixing your messaging also creates the opportunity for more touches in a short time without being pushy. It's not a barrage of emails or calls. It's a little bit of both, allows you to be more proactive in the touches. So those are the answers to what works better, phone or email. Part of the larger picture, of course, of how do I get the leads? What do I do with them uh, if I've got a name and a number? And that's been the point of the podcast here is that you have options around getting names and getting uh, folks to contact your secret sauce around how much and how often has a lot to do with the value you bring and definitely pursue a strategy of I'll use one tool and another tool to reach people versus choosing a particular tool. That doesn't solve the problem of prospecting sucks, but anything we can do to make it suck a little bit less is probably a good call. That's the point of the podcast. Thank you so much for the time and for listening. I'll see you next time. Dan up, signing out.